What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from where we are. Laura, what do you got? Well, I'm going to keep it with Aventura because, you know, we were talking about Romeo Santos and his documentary earlier. Mm. Aventura and Bad Bunny are dropping a song. I know, tonight at midnight, Bad Bunny put out pictures of him and Aventura, and I can't wait. I'm just like, okay, midnight strike, please, so I can hear what they got going on. So make sure you guys stay locked to Bad Bunny or Aventura's IG, Twitter. I'm sure it's going to be all over the place because they're dropping music together. He's a bad bunny, that's for sure. Conejito One bad bunny, what that is. You see that bunny right over there? He bad. Yeah, he is bad. I'm just so. excited, so. That is awesome. Right. I'm glad someone else is excited. Yeah, I sent you a screen grab of me listening to Oasis, so you know how I feel. Mm, I w- trust, I know I sent you because me and you was in sync, you know? See? Can, mm-hmm. can, I, can I say one thing, though, about mm. his, uh, you know, his, his hit, uh, his most recent hit, Bad Bunny? Uh-huh. Um, I love the song, okay? Um, and, I, and I'm saying this because I, I love the station, okay? I am a guy... Who, even though I have satellite radio, I love listening to the LA FM stations because, you know, there there are very few towns in America where you literally can have a station for every kind of genre of music, and LA is one of them. It's why I love it. Um, it when I'm in the car, like I can listen to anything. But I'm not gonna say which hip hop station, okay? But there is a hip hop station that is playing a kind of remix that to that song in the middle of like of the song, and it's I'm just gonna say it's unnecessary. Is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Let the song ride out on its own. Okay. Like, I know who you talking about. Oh, right. You know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> right. And would you agree it's unnecessary? A hundred percent. It's like, yo, it is done right. You don't gotta do nothing to it. Let's just let just breathe. Let the there, song breathe. There are some songs that are just a masterpiece that are good. Like yep. you don't need to throw in your little extra. And I'm not saying it, <laughs> and I'm not saying that, like, because I get what you're trying to do. You want to localize it, right? You know, mm-hmm. make it more L.A. But, dog, that dude is a badass. Like, he doesn't need anybody's help on a remix. Um, so, you know, just please don't do that again. <laughs> to unnamed station. Correct. I will, yes. I will uh, pass the note along. <laughs> yeah, unnamed yeah, station, which I like to listen to. So I hear the song on a lot with said remix, and I just I feel like it's unnecessary, okay? So I love the station. I love what they do for the community. I love what they do with their music selection. I just think that one, not feeling it, is all I'm saying. Okay? So, we don't need to anglicize a Latino hit, is all I'll say. How about that? How'd they anglicize it? I, we don't have to get into that. It's just with the just, remix just, and the and the and the lyrics that they add in the in the remix. We don't take his need word. To. Yeah, just yes. take my word for it. Exactly. Yes. All right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than ninety minutes from wherever you are. All right, on a uh, on a different note, we have a announcement here on the show, and I I I'm it's just look. We were talking about Alex Caruso leaving, and it's sad. And we also have another announcement. And I'm just to be real, it's sad, okay? So, LZ, tell us why it's sad, damn it. Well, people, P.J. Tucker has just agreed to a deal with the Heat. What? <laughs> yeah. That's not the reason it's sad, though. That's not the announcement we were trying to make. What's wrong with you? Oh, my bad, my bad. I thought that would have, you know, would have made some people sad. Uh, I'm leaving. This is my last week at the station. This is actually my last week with the company. And while I am saddened to leave, obviously, my homies as well as the fantastic listeners, I'm quite excited 
to uh, explore other aspects of my skill set, my talent, and my curiosities. So, been at the company for 17, 18 years. Um, I lasted longer than ESPN the magazine, but LeBron James is still playing, so he lasted longer than me. So there you have it. But I do have one, um, what I think would be a good suggestion in my absence. Okay. Um, the abbreviation for the show is SLK. Mm-hmm. I think it should continue to be SLK. And I think they all should be Laura. So do with that what you will. I think she has proven to have been a fantastic voice with the station. Um, be nice to have a woman be in a prominent role. It'd be nice to have a homegrown um, Mexican-American constantly on the airwaves as a presence and not just garnish. And I think SLK will keep right on tracking and you won't even miss me unless some nasty jokes are being made and I'm the only one that's qualified to make nasty jokes and not get in trouble. We can just call you for the nasty jokes, though. You can call me for nasty jokes. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the future. I'm saddened that I won't be able to hang out with my, my peeps, and I'm saddened I won't be able to entertain you on these particular airways, but I'll be continuing to produce content. Um, I'm thrilled about what's ahead, and let's just have fun this week. Even though Greg wouldn't let us go see the Dodgers on Wednesday. I know, Greg, damn, you know? Messed up my last week, but that's okay. I mean, sticking with what I am, I'm just messing stuff up. (laughs) Well, hey, let me say something. LZ, first of all, congratulations. 17 years at ESPN is an amazing accomplishment. And, you know, as someone who watched you and listened to you before I had the opportunity to work with you, I was always a big fan, and it's really hard to believe that it's 17 years but I do want to ask you a question. You, you actually posted this on Instagram this past weekend that you were prepared to leave ESPN three years ago when you signed your last contract. And you yep. said something that really resonated with me, and I think it would resonate with everybody else as well. You said back then you didn't have, and I'm just paraphrasing because I don't have it sitting in front of me, but you said something to the effect of, I didn't have the courage, excuse me if I get it wrong, but I didn't have the courage to bet on myself back then whereas things have progressed in your life and your career and you do today would you just let's talk about that for a quick second because i think a lot of people driving down the road are in a job and they don't have the courage per se to say you know what i gotta leave this and try something else and mostly because they're addicted to the paycheck so you know when you need the money it's hard to go do something that you might be passionate about when you have the need so just, just I, I wanted to dig on in on that, and since we're talking about it on the air, tell me if you don't mind. Well, sure. I mean, I mean, you pretty much summed it up. You know, comf- as I always say to my friends, and I included it in the post, comfort kills more dreams than the grind ever would, and the grind ever could. You know, when you reach a certain level and you're used to eating at certain places and traveling in certain places, perhaps by a certain class, whether it's first class or private. You know, it is a little unnerving to say goodbye to some of that and, and quote unquote betting yourself. But I knew when I signed the contract, I told my agent, I was like, this is it. And he was like, what do you mean? And I said, this, this is it. I need to do other things after this. I'm going to enjoy this. And there was always a door that was open for the possibility for that not to be it. But as I got closer and closer to this time and to this day, I remembered why I said what I said to myself then, which was 
it's time for me to do other things with the skill sets that I have. And today is the day that the great James Baldwin would have turned 97. And James Baldwin has, has been and will always be one of my North Stars. And I didn't ask myself, what would James Baldwin do? Because I think that's sacrilegious. However, I did look, take a look at James Baldwin's career. And the one thing that I loved about him was his fearlessness. And I began to question if I was still being fearless or if, or if I was being comfortable in disguising this fearlessness. So I decided to answer the mystery by, you know, telling my agent, I'm good. I'm going to go and write my novel. I'm going, to doc I'm going to direct my documentaries. I'm going to do other stuff. And, you know, he's incredibly supportive. My family's incredibly supportive. And I feel really, I'm excited, man. I, I mean, I don't want to say, like, I can't wait to get out the door, but I'm excited to just push myself. So, well, I got to say, LZ, respect, man, respect. I'll tell you a quick story, very quickly. Um, David Wells, great pitcher in Major League Baseball. He's not a Hall of Famer, he's a great pitcher. I was once interviewing him, and I said, explain this to me. How is it you give up a home run and then you got to go face the next guy? Like, tell me about the mentality, you know? And his answer was no fear of failure. And I'm listening to this and I literally said, what do you mean by that? What do you mean no fear of failure? And he said, what do you mean? What do I mean? The guy hit a home run. Next guy I'm planning on striking out. I'm not afraid of the next guy just because I gave up a home run. So years later, I'm on the radio and I'm recounting this story and I'm telling it just as I'm telling it to you. David Wells said no fear of failure, blah, blah, blah. And this guy listening he called me because he said, I was listening to you describe the story, not even listening to the interview. And I'm driving down the road and I'm working for a pest control company and it occurred to me, I think I can do it better. Why am I so fearful to leave this job and go out and do it on my own? And he literally said, listening to that on the radio, he made his decision, I'm quitting my job, I'm starting my own company. Every year at Christmas, this guy comes and finds me and gives me a hug and says, it was because of you. I'm like, no, no, it wasn't. It was because of you. But this notion of fear, you know, and, and I love to hear what you're saying, LZ, because with all this newfound time that you will have in your life, um, not prepping for the show, not three hours on the air, um, and this no fear of failure and all these things you've already gotten yourself into. I mean, listen, man, I, I am just so pumped for you. And by the way, inspired by it. I have to admit it. Like, I'm being really serious here, man, because like you, I got a whole bunch of stuff I still want to do. And sometimes I'm like, but I got this job and I got to. I need this job. I got four kids and I got two in college and another coming out. And so respect, man. I just think it's really awesome. Good for you. No, listen, I, I think that, you know, LZ, you know, I've known you for over five years now. It's almost actually almost six, six almost soon. So, so um, and, you know, and that's the one thing that I've always taken away from our time together is that you are just fearless. You know what I mean? And I, I always think about just, the conversations that we've had on, you know, publicly and privately about, you know, you and, and, and just coming out, right? Like all of that and all the stuff that went into that. I mean, that courage that it took to do that. I mean, once you're beyond that, I feel like the rest of it, while, you know, I, I do think that stuff weighs on you, you know, in, in, when it comes to your career, nothing is ever going to be more challenging than that. The rest of it, you know, for lack of a better term, is gravy because we know how talented you are. We know how great you are. We know how um, important you've been to the, not only the show but the station over the last five years, just your voice, your knowledge, your, your wit, your humor, all of it. Um, but, like, to me, like, you're just being you by going on to doing bigger and better things. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I don't know if they're going to be bigger, and I don't know if they're going to be better. I just know they're going to be real because they're going to be what I want to do. Right. And how it plays out is, you know, how it plays out. 
I do think though that, um, you know, along the way, God has been giving me indications that it's going to be okay. You know, like ABC actually taking this wild and crazy idea that I pitched them and not just going with it, but supporting it and giving it value and giving yeah. it life. And I got this amazing podcast called Life Out Loud that's been right. doing extremely well. Yeah. Um, I pitched a documentary, never documented or directed anything in my life. And boom, they're like, uh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, for real? <laughs> so I mean, you know, and then the Emmy, you know, it was like the Emmy was like was like bonkers because I always consider myself to be a writer. And whenever anyone asks me what I do for a living, I tell them I'm a, I'm a journalist, I'm a writer. That's always how I vision, you know, envision yes. myself. So to win an Emmy for entertainment for television was like, all right, God, okay, you win. All right, I'm going to go for this and I'm going to go for it with everything that I have and it's going to be a huge success because I had enough courage to try. And that's the success, having the courage to go and try. And I am serious though in terms of just my suggestion I'm floating out there. Laura's a tremendous voice. And it's already called SLK. You don't have to rebrand the t-shirts or nothing. <laughs> in fact, you can just put her head on my body and keep it rolling. I don't even think we got a t-shirt, did we? Did we get a t-shirt this time around? I don't think we got I still have Sedano and LZ t-shirts now that I think about it. Yeah, I know, and I have mine. Captain yeah. show by himself. Because yeah. I was going to say, my, my son, listening. my son, every time I wear it, he's like, he just goes, Daddy, LZ, Daddy, LZ. <laughs> so, yeah. The only, so. the only two people on ESPN he knows uh, uh, you know, are actually LZ and, and Stephen A, for whatever reason. Every time... <laughs> You know, he sees the shirt or he listens to it on the radio. He just says LZ. He doesn't mention you or me, Cap, or anyone else for that matter. Uh, he goes, LZ, he, my wife says. And then uh, on, on TV, no matter what we're watching on ESPN, he'll come up to him and be like, Stephen A.? And I'm like, no, not Stephen A, son. Stephen yeah. A doesn't do every show. Although he does a lot of them. Oh, yeah, 99.9%, but not yes, everyone. Yes, yes. So. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's all good. I appreciate the love, but let's just have fun this week, guys. We are. Like, We're going to have just, fun. Let's just Definitely. have fun this week, despite Greg's attempt to derail us on Wednesday. I mean, Greg, really? We're Jesus. going to push through. Yeah. Um, you know. We will persevere, I, despite we're, Greg. We're going yeah. to persevere. And, yeah. you know, Kuz is gone. To, you know, to do other things in Washington yeah. and yeah. Caruso's in Chicago. Yeah. I'm still going to be around in L.A. Yeah. So when we win the parade, I'm still going to get confetti. Okay, there you go. So we've got, speaking of which, let's catch you up on what's going on in free agency. The Lakers have made a ton of moves. Uh, so we will get to that coming up. Stick around. We're back in three minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. <laughs> Just to be clear, I'm Lionel. <laughs> Just want to make sure that's clear. I mean, that. listen, I, I'll be okay being Diana. You know what I'm saying? This song, I mean... It's an amazing song. And incredible. Still holds up. Like, you just this is like, damn. This song is so good that when Mariah Carey and Luther Vandross 
two of the greatest vocalists yeah. of that era redid it, I nah. still was like, yeah, but. Nah. Nah. <laughs> nah, it wasn't as good. Wasn't as good? No, nah, it wasn't as good. But wasn't no, there a not. movie that went with it? I mean. Yes. Wasn't there like an original? I'm trying to think of the movie. Well, I mean, it was called Endless Love. But it was about like two kids, like two young kids that fall in love way too early. She's like a little, I mean, she's way too young. Or was she you like know? seven? You no, talking about like, like like fifteen ish? No, no, I do remember the movie. Um, I'm trying to remember the actors in the movie. Um, was it Brooke Shields? Wasn't Brooke Shields the? She was the kid. Yes, it was Brooke Shields. Yes, it was Brooke Shields. Yes, you're 100 percent right. 100. Right. Was it the Blue Lagoon? <laughs> no, no, it, it's kind of in the same genre though. Right, it's real close yeah. by. It's like right yeah. in that neighborhood, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom Cruise was actually in that movie in a is very really? small role. Yeah. Oh, I got to look this up. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, Martin Hewitt was the uh, uh, the love interest, was the guy's name. But I don't recall Martin after that very much. Oh, my God. The, 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 the whole concept of the film, your 15-year-old daughter, like, falls in love with a 17-year-old guy, and it turns into this deep, 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 crazy love affair. And the parents are like, you're 15. You cannot be involved in this sort of a relationship at this time. You're 15 years old. I can only imagine because, I mean, I got three girls myself, 19, 17, 14. And I'm like, oh, man. You know, even now these girls get involved in, like, relationships. I'm like, eh, it's kind of early. Like, maybe pump the brakes a little bit. But this one, Endless Love, yeah. that's why the song was so crazy because it was such a beautiful song. It was such a heartfelt song. But if you saw the movie, you're like, but it's about these little kids. So Yeah. yeah. The movie, the song, excuse me, in the movie received an Academy Award, a Golden Globe, and a Grammy nomination. Five Grammy nominations for the song, uh, oh. but won an Academy Award and a Golden Globe. So there you have it. By the way, August 1st was a busy day. August 1st, 1981, also uh, was the first day MTV went on the air. MTV. Wow. August 1st, what year? 1981. Same 81? day as uh, Endless Love hitting number one. Yeah. Wow. 1981. Oh, man. MTV came on the air, dude. We had just pretty much gotten cable TV because all I really had was Channel 2, Channel 4, and Channel 7 up until that point. Right. And, man, MTV and cable TV came out, and that was a life changer back then. Yeah. So Greg just text, there goes the 45 rejoin. Ha, ha, ha. Well, listen, man, we got a lot of stuff that happened on August 1st, okay? Uh, and, by the way, Endless Love <laughs> had just been dropped uh, at that point. Uh, the number one song, actually, was Jesse's Girl. On August first, oh, yeah. nineteen eighty-one, from Rick Springfield, who on the cover of that song is wearing a wife beater. His guitar playing style with his right hand up and down and up and down yes. and up and down. You're like, okay, he's not really playing the guitar. Yes. There's and no by way. that, I meant the tank top, obviously. Obviously, yes. I, I have a take for you, and this is yes. probably going to hurt Cap more than you, George. Come on, what? Jesse's girl overrated. <laughs> you know. I mean, it's going to hurt me. Overrated. <laughs> it is one of those songs, dude, when a band plays it in a bar, like I'm singing at the top of my lungs. Yes, you're right. Guilty. I'm trying to think of the Rick Springfield like genre or like, you know, the catalog, right, of songs. I think there's two songs. There's Jesse's Girl and something else that we can't remember, but we know he has one other. Did he do like Rock On or something like that? Or? <sighs> All right. Gonna have to we got to look it up. <laughs> I'm trying goes, to think. Was it Speak to the Sky or something? He anybody had. Know, um, anybody know Rick Springfield's other song? I don't know, man. He had a couple of songs. I, I, 
Uh, I'm trying to. Think I think here. this song was a hit because he was a soap opera star who looked really good. Yes. They were like, oh my god, he can sing. Yeah. But as a to be able for this song to be in the zeitgeist as long as it has been, it has been a long time. It is a terribly mediocre song. It is only rivaled by "I Want to Dance with Somebody" by Whitney Houston. Right, but eight, the '80s. You know what I mean? I know. Which only is rivaled by "Dancing on the Silly." You know, it may be a bad song, but again, it's got one of those things where you're in a bar somewhere, there's a band, they're playing, you know, 80s hits, and this comes on, and everybody in the bar knows every word to the song. So, bad song, but I mean, maybe it's a good song, because we all know all well, the words. Well, they know all the words, because it's only the chorus. He says that like five billion times. Mm, I'm trying to find some other songs that Rick Springfield may have had. I've done everything for you. He won a you. Grammy for this. He won a Grammy for this. Yeah, he did win a Grammy for this. Yes. What, what, what was he competing against? The Muppets. Uh, let's take a look. Um, he, <laughs> How about this Hold song, on. "Affair of the Heart"? Anybody remember that one? "Affair of the Heart" by Rick no. Springfield. No. no. Mm-hmm. 1981. Jesse's best Girl. rock male performance. Okay, Were men on strike back then? Best rock male. Right. Was he not competing against anybody? Yeah. Let's look this Let's up. See, 1981. He beat Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins is good, man. Yeah, but Kenny Loggins, I wonder what he beat. Like something from Caddyshack, you know? Wait, hold on. Let me see here. I'm all right. Nobody talking about me. Best rock male performance. No, he didn't beat. <gasps> Uh-oh. He. Oh, see. Now I'm going to have to fight somebody. What happened? I'm about to fight. Yeah. Was it Paul Simon? No. It was actually, I was looked in the wrong year. The year it was released is 81. He received the award in 82 where he beat Rick James Super Freak. Oh, come, come on, on, man. Come on, man. How could they now, could the you imagine category? if you're Rick James and they, and they open up that envelope, right? <laughs> and all of a sudden they say, and the winner is Rick. And he's like, I got it. And I they go, it. Springfield. And you're like, damn. You have got to be kidding me. I lost to Rick Springfield? Jesse's girl beat Super Freak? Yeah, that's whack, man. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, that's whack. Explain yourself, Kaplan. Oh, wait, wait, hold on, wait. I got to explain myself? Hold on a second here. Well, right now you're representing a total genre. I understand, but I'm more of a Super Freak guy than I am a Jesse's girl guy. Super Freak is great. And by the way, it, was, it had a great... Um, it had a great um, like uh, cameo in the uh, what's the name of that movie with Greg Kinnear and Alan Alda. Um, oh, um, Little Miss Sunshine. The girl's name. Little, Little Miss Sunshine. Sunshine. Yes, 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 yes. So good. How about Rick so Springfield's good. other hit? Don't talk to strangers. We were just playing it. Don't talk. You don't, don't talk, talk to, to strangers. strangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow, this is this is an interesting list. <clears throat> Robert Palmer won back to back awards that. In 87 and 89 for he essentially did? the same song. Oh, like, right. Um, Addicted to Love. <laughs> right. And Simply and Resistible. And Simply oh, yeah. Resistible is the same. It's very similar. <laughs> yes, it is very similar. But Rick Springs. But you're. Tr- hold up. So Robert Palmer gets two Grammys for one song, and Rick James gets duped out of Super. Oh, man. For Jesse's yeah. Girl? Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? Did Eddie Murphy win anything for Party All the Time? And does Rick Springfield get anything for that? Well, Should Eddie let, have won? Let, let, let's figure that on the other side. Plus, we got to play everybody's favorite game, Big Deal or No Deal, the most popular segment on this on the show here each and every day. We're going to do that coming up in a second.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Speaking of big deals, it's a big deal for you to call the right attorney when you're injured in an accident. Call my friends at Sam and Ash Law at 800 304 2000. That's 800 304 2000 because you deserve what's right. And LZ is going to set the record straight on what's right with the Grammys or what's wrong with the Grammys. But Greg will tell us what's right about this game. Go ahead, Greg. All right. That was a lot of stuff right there, Sedano. All right. Sedano, the U.S. women's soccer team lost to Canada in the oh, Olympic semifinal. I just oh, defended them on Around the Horn the other day, too. Yeah, rare for the U.S. women to lose, actually. Yes. But but this could be the last game that star Carly Lloyd will ever play for the U.S. women's team. Yes. Is this a big deal or no deal? Yeah, it's a big deal. You're talking about one of the uh, longest-running you know, uh, runs for uh, success for any uh, group uh, in regards to team sports, no matter what, you know, what, what sport we're looking at, right? So... The fact that these ladies have had the type of run that they've had going back now several decades uh, and Carly being a big part of that uh, over that time is certainly a big deal. I mean, look, eventually we're going to lose Megan Rapino too, and that's going to be a sad day. But um, I, it, this was weird. Like, I watched them. It, you know, I don't know if you guys watched them at all, but it felt like, you know, they had the older players there and they were bringing in some of the younger players. They just didn't have the cohesiveness and chemistry, it felt like. Um, and it just, you know, they had a new coach. They had, I want to say, nine goals called back because of offsides. It just never felt right for whatever reason. Well, you know, not to poo-poo the Olympics because they are a tremendous, tremendous, you know, competition. But they really care about the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where the, the eggs are, right? That's the, the basket. basket where they're located. The World Cup. At the Olympics is like, you know, it's, it's nice. It's icing. But the heart of the matter is, what are you doing with FIFA's World Cup? And in that, in that situation, I think we're still pretty good. Yeah, I'm going to go with no deal here. Um, look, it's just one of these things where generationally, you got a, a lot of these players have, they've been through World Cups, they've been through Olympics, and you know, they're also building a professional women's league on their backs um, and their reputations and their success. And I'm, I'm sure that there's another generation right behind that can continue U.S. women's national team dominance uh, on the international stage. Uh, I, I'll just say this. I love Carly Lloyd. She wrote a book a few years ago called When Nobody Was Watching. I'll tell you right now, if you're a parent of a kid who plays any sport of any kind, this book will bring you to tears when she talks about the relationship with her father. And uh, I just think she's a great player. Um, they all are. They've had a great run. But I'm telling you, there's, there's a generation right behind him. I'm going no deal here. Uh, and by the way, with you, what you said, LZ, World Cups versus Olympics, big difference. All right, what's next? Hicks. On to the next one. 
All right, LZ, we got some Black Panther rumors. We may know who will be the next Black Panther will be. Letitia Wright, who played Shuri, Chadwick Mm -hmm. Boseman's sister in the movie, Mm -hmm. is supposed to take the mantle in the upcoming movie. These are just rumors, of course, but would Shuri being the next Black Panther be a big deal or no deal? It's a big deal. It's a big deal for the Marvel comic universe because with the exit of Black Widow, they're... You know, we don't have a lot of females that can open their own movies. Right now, we're just down to Captain Marvel. So, it's good to replace it for that. It's good to to not replace Chadwick, but to continue his story through a familiar and beloved character. And also, she's really good. Now, I think her physical size is problematic. I don't know what kind of heart-shaped herb she's going to eat to be for a butt. um, (laughs) You know... Marvel, they'll figure it out, but it's a big deal. I would also agree. Big deal. Um, I, I think that it's the right move. We actually discussed this a while back, I want to say, and I, I felt at the time, uh, we actually put it up to the audience. I remember we had a big discussion, and uh, I, I do think that this is the way to go, so I would agree. Big deal. Because I haven't seen any of these movies and have no intention of, I, I'm just going the opposite direction. No disrespect to anybody. I hope she's great. I hope it's awesome. But for me, I'm not, I know I'm not going to see it, so I'm going no deal. All right, next. Wait a second. What? Man, what is my man Griffin New Orleans doing? He just signed Devontae Graham to a four-year, $47 million signing trade deal? I mean, Devontae Graham is nice, dude, but come on. let's get. This he said on to the next one. Yeah, trade so. is though. He's on to the next one. Yeah, yeah. By the way, speaking of which, uh, we didn't mention this earlier. The Clippers uh, re-signed Nick Batum for, on a two-year deal. Uh, so wanted to make sure we pass automatically. Nick no Batum was had some interest around the league. The Warriors, the Heat, uh, the Clippers. Obviously, there was one more contender that wanted him, but he's staying with the Clippers. So, all right, Greg, go ahead. Sorry. All right, Cap. ABC Seven will be broadcasting the first Rams preseason game on August fourteenth versus the Chargers, and the booth will be all friends of the show: Akib Talib, Mina Kimes, and Andrew Siciliano. Is this a big deal or no deal? Um, I'm I'm anti preseason football. I won't go to a preseason game. I mean, I would always say you'd have to pay me to go to a preseason game. I never got paid to go, so I never did. Um, Unless I was playing, and that's really the only NFL football I ever got the chance to play was in the preseason, so I don't know why I'm so (laughs) anti-preseason. Maybe that's why, because you're like, damn it, that's all I got to play. Right. I'm like, you know how many times I missed something in the preseason? Who knows how my career would have been different. But I love the booth. I think it's awesome. I think that sounds really entertaining. It sounds really great. But I will just say one thing. On August 14th, the night that the Chargers play the Rams, there's a Rams group of fans that have been putting this out on social media that they plan on trying to get the Chargers to move out of the Rams' house. And they plan on doing things during the game to let the Chargers know that they're not welcome in the Rams' house. So for all of those reasons, I will say big deal. All right, so say it again, Greg, because I was trying to read something that Shams tweeted. But go ahead. Say it again. What about it? Uh, the, the Rams are playing a their preseason game on August 14th, and ABC7 yeah. is playing it. The booth is Akib Talib, Mina Kimes, and Andrew Siciliano. Who did they have with Mina and, and, and Andrew before? Was, there, was, was it MJD? Um, that, the last year or two years ago, I don't remember. Yeah, who I want to say I know Mina and Andrew were in the booth, and there was someone else in there with. Them. I want to say it was MJD, but look, look, I like MJD. I don't know him super well. Um, uh, you know, Akib 
has been on the show a bunch of times. We like Akib. We like MJD. Uh, I think Akib is going to be a star. Uh, he's actually doing some games for Fox this year with Gus Johnson. To me, that is like must-watch TV when those two guys Gus are going to be amazing. doing some games. So uh, I think it's a big deal. And by the way, Mina's my girl. So, of course, big deal. And so's Andrew, for that matter. Andrew's Everybody. Girl? I love them all. I love Andrew. Andrew's your girl. I didn't know that. Now, big, Andrew's my boy. Mina's my girl. <laughs> big deal. Love everyone that's involved, especially Mina. There you go. I love the last thing on that really quickly. You know, one of the things about this Mina thing is that it's so good to have somebody in the booth that's not like a former player but can actually create some commentary with some opinions. I actually really love this idea. It's why I love the idea of a three-man or three-person booth, but the third person shouldn't be a former player. The third person should be somebody who's just got a bunch of opinions. Right. I, 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 I agree with you. And if, you know, here's the thing. Like, in the past, what's happened is uh, or, uh, networks have gotten, like, kind of kooky, right? The whole Dennis Miller thing or whatever. Like, I didn't have a problem with Kornheiser in the booth. I know that he didn't necessarily get along with Tariko. Like, that has come out since. Um, but, like, I actually thought Tony was pretty good. Like, because to your point, like, he will say stuff that – you know, let's be real. A lot of these broadcasts are sanitized in the sense that they're not going to say anything that would be considered, quote-unquote, against what the league or the teams would want or think. And I think having someone in there that will make you think, like a Tony Kornheiser, like a Mina Kimes, I think is a good thing. I agree. I like it. All right, on to, on to the next one. Sorry, yeah, my bad. All right, Sedano, Doogie Hauser MD put Neil Patrick Harris on the map at a young yep. age. Yep. Well, Doogie Hauser MD is coming back to what? Disney Plus, but with a twist. Mm. Doogie, Doogie Kamealoha MD will premiere in September. Actress Peyton Elizabeth Lee will play a 16-year-old Lehala Doogie Kamealoha who is living in Hawaii as she tries to balance personal and professional life. Is this a big deal or no deal? Okay, so is she related to Doogie? No, they're just calling. It, she's just a sixteen-year-old. It's the same. It's the same premise. Oh, it's just with a, with a young lady. Correct. So I it, right. I thought it was like Neil Patrick Harris had a daughter on this show. Or no, something. it's just my she way of getting into it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm into it. I, listen, I thought that show was awesome when I was a kid. Um, I loved it, and I, I think that you know it was like a smart, fun show, um, and I think that. I don't like. Look, I you know I have two little kids, so I don't know if there are any smart fun shows. They watch um, a lot of stuff on uh, video games and cartoons at the moment. So I you know I'm sure that there are stuff out there that I may not be aware of because I'm not at that parental uh, portion of my life yet. Um, but I do recall that show being smart and fun for that age group, and uh, I'm I'm expecting this to be the same. Where is it going to air? Disney Plus. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah, so there you go. All right, so. You know, we work for Disney, and I suppose I should just say the politically correct thing. But come on, man. Really? Like, does anybody have an original idea? You know, like, I, I know that Cobra Kai, as an example, is a big hit streaming show. I've not seen it, but I know all the Karate Kid movies. I love Neil Patrick Harris. I actually think he was great in uh, Harold and Kumar's Escape from Guantanamo Bay. But that's another story for another day. But seriously, like, does anybody have an original idea? Or, like, does it go like this? Hey, I have an idea. What if... We have a young girl, and she's the new Doogie Howser, and everybody goes, yes, 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 that's a hit. Come on, guys, an original idea. Normally, I'm with you when it comes to original ideas, but I like the idea of introducing the other layers. 
So it's not a straight up reboot as in we're trying to emulate exactly the same thing. When you purposely go out and you make what was once a male character female, you're adding a different layer of interest. When you go out and take someone who was white and you make them multiracial, you add another layer. So as long as this show doesn't pretend as if she's not a mixed race woman <laughs> and not try to make it seem as if, oh, she's just like Doogie Hauser and everything's exactly the same, then I'm good. But if they try to sanitize any of it, then I won't be good. But I don't think they're going to sanitize it. I think they're going to explore it in this whole, in this wholeness, and I'm, I'm here for it. Well, actually, I should probably back up. I'm not here for it because I'm probably not going to watch it. But I'm here for the ideal of pushing this narrative because the world isn't just black and white. It is more complicated than that. And this looks like an attempt to try to explore those regions. If I walked in and there was a 16-year-old doctor, I'd have a real problem. I'd be like, listen, I'm sure you're very smart and qualified as a young person, but please don't touch me. (laughs) Oh, we're done. We're done. I'm sorry. We're way over the break. Uh, But it's funny, though. All right, real quick, before we get to traffic, we have one last segment here. Um, I wanted to get – there's some Rams news that's not so great uh, that we will pass along here in a second, plus kind of catch you up on what happened with the Lakers. Um, and LZ has one more gripe with the Grammys. Uh, so all that coming up here in about two and a half minutes. I, I also remember Beavis and Butthead and road rules and rem- remote control. I loved remote control. Remember when MTV Cribs. played music videos? Remember that? They did. <laughs> I do remember that. Back in the awesome. old days. I would watch the top 10 over and over again. I know. We did used to watch it. I mean, hell, there was even a time even when they were starting to do the reality stuff, they still had that Carson Daly show, you know? Yeah. Uh, How does VJ was? Martha Quinn. I had something for Martha Quinn, LZ. Hmm. Martha Quinn. Nina Blackwood. Nina Blackwood was the blonde with the curly hair. Nina Blackwood, yeah. She's on... um, she is on uh, Sirius XM. A lot of them are on Sirius XM right yeah, now. So. Downtown Julie Brown. She wasn't an original, oh, but she, but was, she was. Was she a VJ? Because she had her own show, right? Daisy Fuentes. Oh, my was girl. Mine. Daisy Fuentes. That was mine. Yeah. Daisy kept me straight probably two years longer than what I really <laughs> should have been. <laughs> Yo, Daisy was incredible. She Mi- was Miami in- girl, by the way, Daisy Fuentes. Yeah, she was great. Mary Richard Marks. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, you know, she dated, too, uh, for a minute, was, um, what's his face? Um, who um, who set Mariah Carey all wacky. Luis Miguel. Yes, yes, yes. yes. God, Daisy Ooh. Fuentes. So that was a name out of the past. And you're right. She was yeah. so hot. Yeah. She was a Cuban girl. Um, Jersey, Still Miami. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mark Goodman had me believing that I could be a VJ back in the day. You know what I mean? Like, Mark Goodman was the Jewish guy. Of the group, you know what I mean? Had the big curly hair, so did I. I was like, all right, I'm going to probably be an MTV VJ. Who was the one with the big blonde hair? The dude. Oh, Alan um, Alan Hunter? Does that that sound right? Alan Hunter? All right, Hmm. let's get to Googling. I got to see. MTV VJs. Hold on. I'm doing the same thing. Um, Martha Quinn, Mark Goodman. So I'm looking up at Daisy Fuentes. She was married to an actor model named Timothy Adams from 1991 to 1995. Then she met Luis Miguel when she interviewed him that same year. And they (laughs) dated for three years. Go ahead, girl. Um, So she apparently got divorced, met Luis Miguel the same year, and then dated him for three years, then broke up in 1998. Then she went out to date uh, songwriter-singer Matt Goss, moved to Hollywood Hills home. Uh, engaged in 2003, did not marry. They broke up in their relationship. Uh, she married Richard Marks in 2015. Yeah. 
Adam Curry was his name. Adam oh, there you Curry. go. Adam Curry. Yo, we should get Richard Marks on the show, man. I would love to get Richard Marks on the show. Greg, get Richard Marks on the show for LZ's last week. Call man. him. Come call on. him right now. I just get want to on. talk to him about how, how him and Daisy Fuentes met. I want to tell him how his songs changed my life. Yeah. And you can tell him, LZ, how Daisy kept you straight for an extra couple years. Yeah, longer than I should have been. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what was the name of that Carson Daly show? Total something something? Total Request Live. TRL. Yeah. TRL. There you go. Yep, yeah, yeah. TRL. Total Request yeah, yeah. Live. Bunch of kids standing in the middle of Times Square with signs freaking out. Yeah. Man, Frank, I'm going you, through this, I'm going through this, li- uh, this yeah. list here. Yeah, they MTV didn't have no minorities, did they? No, they had, they had a gentleman. <laughs> nope. No, wait, but they had a guy. The very first. Did you use a singular term? No, no, you no, did they, just use a singular they term. They had a guy. They, they no, had because, a guy. Right, because they because they tried to have every kind of person. They tried to have blonde, brunette, black guy, Jewish guy, white. Did guy. you they, say blonde, brunette, and then went black guy? <laughs> yeah, they, they tried to have a little something. A little, they had know. diversity. They had blonde and brunettes and redheads. But they had, but they had. There was a guy named JJ. Come on, somebody help me. He was an original VJ. JJ Fat. JJ. No, I don't know. Oh, JJ. Come mm. on, somebody's got to know who I'm talking about. Wasn't Lala a VJ? JJ Jackson. Yeah, wasn't Lala Carmelo Anthony's yep. ex-wife? Um, yeah, a, a, yeah but MTV not for user? MTV, right? Yeah, I think yeah. she did MTV for a little bit. Yeah, she did. JJ mm-hmm. hmm. Jackson, Jackson. Yeah. right? And by the way, rest in peace, JJ Jackson. Died at a very young age of only sixty-two years old. That's right. JJ oh, Jackson was like the one of the original VJs. Hmm. First hmm. iteration, yeah. nineteen eighty-one. Oh, remember Kennedy? You... Yes, I found her annoying. Yeah, I didn't find. Uh, yeah. Oh well, my bad. I guess that's um, the gay gene kicking in again. Sorry. Yeah, Greg, could you actually get Richard Marks? I mean, I can try. You know I'm what? Try. I'm, let's tweet him right now. Go tweet him. Best way to get him. Yeah. Yeah, Richard, come on the show. We had Lisa Loeb on the show. <laughs> we should bring back Lisa Loeb too. There was a brief. I had a brief exchange with him on social media. Yeah. 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 Because his his song don't mean nothing. Yeah. Don't Literally, mean his nothing. guided. My entire professional career. No. Oh, because it. the chorus was so spot on, it don't mean nothing to you sign on the dotted line. Right. And since I started off, you know, as an actor before I was a, a journalist, that was really good information. <laughs> you know what Richard Marks still has? Daisy Fuentes. Really great good hair. hair. Great, oh, hair great hair still. I'm looking at his hair right now. It's still mm-hmm. great. Is it really? Yeah, man. It's it short now and cropped, but it's still great, man. But is it's it his? incredible. Good question. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but, he's got good hair. Yeah, man, still. I mean, well, he had great hair back for the 80s and 90s, too, you know what I mean? But, like, now, still great hair. I don't know, man. I just Googled him. He looks like he's, like, uh, looks like Charlie Sheen all messed up. Ugh. Yeah, nice. not, I reject that. Yeah, I disagree. Like, it's not, I think not a good look. Good. And I would imagine, you know, you know, I wonder how Daisy looks so, these days. So just real quick, I just want to get this off my chest. Yeah. Um, the Grammys are trash. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. What <laughs> because was they made Don Henley in 1986, The Boys of Summer, the winner in the rock category. That's not a rock song. The winner in the rock category. You just think about that. And then they backed it up with The End of Innocence in 1990. I mean, that's not a rock song either. That's not a rock song either. So. Damn it. Come yeah. on, Grammys. No, they ended the category in 2004 because after they gave it to Dave Matthews, they realized they were just on some ish. Yeah, all right. Well, there you go. All right, my final thought is welcome back, Dwight Howard. Yeah. All right, we're, we're done here. 
Uh, excellent work, LZ and Cap. Great job, Greg and Laura. We will talk to you mañana. Everyone have a great day. We will uh, see what else. Who else the Lakers signed? See ya.